You're listening to The Power of Us on Revolver Podcast. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. This is Abel. And I am his wife, Ooh, Rosie. Babe, you don't, you don't understand what happened the what other day? What is going on? What? Um, the reason why I want to do this podcast about this okay. is because I was heated at the moment. I was like really upset. Like I was, I was this close to, to like going off on Sammy. Like what? I couldn't, I couldn't believe. Your dear love of your <sighs> life, chiquitita number one, Sammy Che Flores? Yes. This and, is your queen. Yeah, gosh. Okay. You guys have to know that I was chiquitita. Like I was, other than your mom, when we got married, I, I was the queen. Mm-hmm. But then Sammy was born and she became chiquitita number one. <laughs> and if one of us was falling off a cliff, you'd save Sammy. You've yes? lived the life already. You've, you've done a <laughs> you lot. You want to go with Jesus, girl. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> What happened? What are you talking uh, about? I don't even know how to You're say You're super it. patient, dude. So something had to happen. No, it, it really, really bothered do me. Do you even spank this child? Because when yeah, I'm not yeah, there, you do? Her. Really? Yeah, I spank her. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to ask her. All right. Uh-huh. Um, this has happened, and, and I've looked back on it, and I've this happened, uh, like, I want to say a couple weeks ago now, and I'm barely getting around to it to, for us to record it, but I think everybody's gone through it, but Sammy stole something for the first time. Oh, my God. Like... Like, not like we're at somebody's house and she took a candy without asking, stole. Dude, like, like she's always taking Jenna's shoes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's, Jayla's shoes, okay? Always end up at our house. And I'm like, dude, take them back. I, I always well, she's, at least she goes and she takes shoes over there. And then she leaves the ones that she don't want no more. <laughs> yeah, and she true. brings back it's the It's a new. trade. Yeah. But what happened? What do you mean? So we were at Michael's. So Sammy had a project she had to do. So I took her to Michael's. We want to go buy a few okay. little things or whatnot. And we're there. And we split up for a little bit or whatnot. I'm over here looking at stuff, and she wants to go look at dollies or something, okay. right? And and we leave. She's all happy. Doesn't say anything. I buy her a candy, too, so she can have it after school or whatever. We go. And then, like, about a day or two later, I'm looking for something in her backpack. And in her backpack, I see this fully sealed wrap. Like, it's like this. It's like an ink blot thing. It's <laughs> okay. you, you know how like you have stamp? stamp? Yeah. Uh-huh. For, and it's that piece of ink on the bottom. Like uh, only that? Yeah. No so, stamp. Yeah. That's not the point though. Who cares what she stole? I'm just thinking. I'm just trying to figure out her brain. She so, does have a stamp at home she, with no ink. Okay. She stole that and oh. she put it in her pocket. Oh my god. And she she kept it with her. She said nothing to nobody. She didn't tell me when we got in the car. Wow. So so one one the little girl stole. Yeah. And, and then two, two she smart. she made a fool out of me. She she thought <laughs> she like she didn't think like ah I got it. I got. I don't have to tell Papi. He's never gonna find out. Is that why you're mad? I was livid because I was she livid. made a when I saw that. I'm like, what the hell? What's this? Like, what's this? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm like, why would she have this? And and it wasn't. And I thought she stole it from school. And okay. I looked at her. I said, Sammy, what is this? And she just had like, 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 uh, like those when big eyes. Yeah, like no, 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 not even like when when crap hits the fan. Yeah. You know that that sinking feeling, like your blood pressure just drops oh when you know God. when you know everything is about to blow up in your face. <laughs> 
Like, I just saw it on her face, and I was like, oh, no. Dude. I can't believe her. I'm going to get her. And I kept pushing her. You took this from your teacher? Did you take this from your teacher, Sammy? And she's like, no. Where'd you take it from then? And I'm screaming at her at this point. I'm really upset oh because she stole it. And this then I started, rarely happens, I started figuring out that she stole it from Michael's. And I, Where'd you take this from? I wanted to hear from her mouth, and she, so I took it from the store. Oh, my God. My child. And, and like, I, I know it sounds, it might sound dumb to people who don't have kids, but, like, you guys don't understand is that we I don't I want like as a dad you want to raise your kids really really well for sure you know like you always want to raise them better than whatever you can quote unquote say right. that your parents didn't do right right you know or or at least meet their expectation and then exceed it exactly or like, like that. my children are gonna be better than I am correct that's all you want right right and it's like why like and I looked at her and I'm like I looked at I, and I think I was a little mean like like I looked at her with confusion like what the hell are you doing Sam like why and I told her why would you steal this. Why do you have to? Why did you have to steal this? Why didn't you just ask me for it? And she's like, I don't know, and I don't know, and I don't know, and she she wouldn't reply, and 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 I I she was she was bawling at this point, like she's Aww. she's losing herself, and this is right before school, Aww. and so I said, you know what we're gonna do, Sammy? I'm gonna take you back to that store. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna take you back to that store, and you're gonna give this toy, and you're gonna give this you know, this thing back. And whatever they decide to do is up to them, because they have all the right to call the police, and they have all the right to take you to jail. She's flipping out. She's just oh. flipping out, and she doesn't know what the hell to do. Where did she... you learn that from, though, homie? That's what. That's the whole point of today's podcast is that sometimes in life, your kids do what you do. Yes. Oh, no. And For good and for bad. Yeah. And I remember there was a time in my life when I was really young, and I don't know how I came up with this idea, but I used to steal games from Best Buy, video games. And and I, I would steal video games, not because I wanted the video wait, games. Wait, 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 wait. This happened more than once, Abel Flores? No, this happened twice. Abel Flores? I only know about one. Dude, look at you sitting here with this smile this on your face. twice. I was with you? No. Oh, okay. No, never. But No, no, no. I mean, like, I knew you. We were already friends. No, 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 no. Dating? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Friends? friends? Okay, yeah. And, uh... I saw a video. I saw a video game, and not because I wanted the video game, but because I thought I was smart. Mm. And so what I would do is I'd steal the video games from Best Buy, and then I'd go and sell them at GameStop. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. So that's what Sammy was doing then. She was being smart because she didn't even use the toy. I don't know what she was doing, but like, I started reflecting on it a few days later, and it's like, how, like, what, like, how did I let this happen? You know, like. And I started feeling like it's this is me. Like I did this too. Well, but, I've done it before. I, and How I, old were I, you I, when you stole from Best Buy? I don't know, like fifteen. I was I was thirteen. The one and only time I've stolen from a store. And it's funny because people now call me a thief, and I'm like, no, dude. Like I know that I'm not. I have this this huge thing against it. But at thirteen, I tried to steal mascara. I stole it twice. I think the second time the alarm went off, Ooh. and that was enough. For me to be like, I mean, I just kept going because it was like a CVS in a mall. So you just keep going and get lost in people. But then every time I went to the mall or every time I went to that you CVS. You thought they were looking at you. I was embarrassed. And every time I walk into Best Buy, like, I kind of like always have like this thing like in my, like, because they put me in the system. They caught you, dude? Yeah, they caught right, me. Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember. They caught me. Okay, well, first of all, I'm sorry. I'll, we'll get back to that one. 
Um, so I took Sammy back to the store. Oh my God, my child. And she's bawling at this point. She's like, I'm so sorry, puppy. I'm so sorry. Please don't let them take me or whatnot. And she she's thought flipping she was out. going to jail. Yeah, well, they, she t- they, they technically could have called the cops. They well, in that case, you and I would go to the jail. Probably. Jail. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Okay. So I took her into the store and I pulled her out. And by this time, I'm a little bit more calm. I'm trying to now just teach her a lesson. I'm not mad at okay, her anymore. Good. I'm trying to teach her a life lesson. So I, I'm a bit more calm now. It's, about, it's been about 10, 10 minutes since I figured it out. So I pulled her out and I said, look, Sam. I want I want to let you know that I love you, and I'm going to go through this with you. Oh, and we're going to do this together, good. but you have to realize what you did was wrong. She says, I do, puppy. Oh. I said, I understand that, but we still have to give it back because this does not belong to you. Good. And it doesn't matter what happens. I want you to know that I'm going to love you still, and I'm going to be with you the entire way. But they get to decide what they want to do. Do you understand? said, yes. Okay. So, so the best advice that I can give you, because I told her, I'm not going to do this for you, Sammy. This is something you did, so you have to fix it, but I'm going to be along with you. This is, what I'm gonna, this is the best advice that I can give you. I want you to go up to the manager. I'm going to call him for you, and I want you to look at him in the eyes. I need you to look at him in the eyes. And she said, okay, because she kept looking down the whole time. She was ashamed. I need you to look at him in the eyes, and I need you to tell him, I took this. It was wrong of me to take it. I will never do it again. I am very sorry. And here's here's what I took back, you know? Wow. And so I told her, do you understand what you have to do? She said, yes. Cause if, and I told her, if you go in there with a little attitude and you don't want to look him in the eye right. and you're all upset mm. and you just want to be upset and hide behind me, he's probably going to call the cops more than likely right. because he's not going to put up with you. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it's up to you if you want to be humble and you want to go in there and you want to really be apologetic. Yeah. Mm, that was a great lesson, babe. Mm-hmm. So I took her in there. I asked, I asked the cashier to bring the manager. The manager came up to the front, and I told her, hey, man, uh, how you doing? My name's Abel, and my daughter has something she wants to I'm say to you guys. I'm from the power of us. <laughs> um, uh, you might have heard of me. I'm, I'm Abel's worship. <laughs> no, I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> Google um, me. <laughs> um, but um, my daughter has something she wants to say to you, and, and she started talking. She wasn't looking him in the eye. I said, nope, I need you to stop. Look him in the eye. She looked up at him. She started, like, her eyes started to well up, and she started crying. And she says, I'm very sorry. I took this. I will never do it again. And and, and I'm so, so, so sorry. And here oh, you go. Good job. And the guy guy was really cool. Um, I didn't, like, talk to him beforehand or anything like that. He was really cool. He says, okay, thank you so much. I think he got down to her level. Thank you so much for coming back and bringing this. I really appreciate it. I hope you learned your lesson that you never do this again. She's like, I, I won't ever do it again. And And that was it. And we went outside, and I hugged her. And she cried a little bit more, but like she really was shaken up, and uh, and wow. and that just that 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 moment right there reminded me of me. You know, I was by myself, so I'm 15. So I mean, I'm I, I'm well aware of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like Sammy, you could still say she's a little innocent, but it's a great time to like I really think help her. You were older than 15. Think the so? time you got caught, Maybe we were 16? friends already. Yeah, probably 16 or 17. But okay, whatever. Uh huh. So I'm strapped for cash or whatnot, and I'm thinking I'm smart, right? And so I'm just being dumb and I just go and I do that. And I was just stupid and I ended up getting caught because I don't know if you guys know this. When you guys walk into Best Buy, there's always some dude right there at the very front, like on a computer saying hello. Yeah, he's uh-huh. not doing anything you think or, or God knows what he's doing, but it's just a random computer there. That computer is surveilling the entire place. Yeah. And apparently they saw me. I wish you would have told me, dude, because I know I knew people that worked at Best Buy. They have like a system. 
Yeah, I don't. I, they have I don't like know. people undercover. They're just walking around. So this is before. This is before like everybody started cracking down on that. Or I don't know. Maybe I'm the reason they started doing it. But now every <laughs> single video game has like a, a plastic case on oh, it. Oh, so they didn't have a plastic case. No, they only had plastic cases on the important video games. Ah. So I was smart and I was seeing all the crappy video games that nobody really wanted. But I would steal the newer ones because the newer ones were worth more. Right. So that's what I would do. And um, so I did that. And I remember you called me crying. Yep, I got caught, and I was like, "Oh God!" I was like, "This like I because they could have they could have really called the cops." Seriously, on me, you they know? do. Usually they do. And now they were they were really cool. I told them, you know what, man, I'm just I'm at a bad time in in my life right now, and I just I needed cash, and I don't know how to find it right now. I can't. I couldn't. I was still in school, so I couldn't get a job or whatnot. But I still wanted to do stuff, you know. And so the, I mean, they were really cool. And then I mean, you've had a similar experience too, but. It, it all goes to the fact of... But you couldn't go to Best Buy's for a while. No, the, technically I'm banned. L- like, literally to this day, I'm technically not supposed Imagine to buy anything from Best Buy. we walk like, in there Yeah, that, like, that strip, like, for a long time, babe, I would only pay cash at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I swear, just because I didn't want them to, like, seize me and, like, <laughs> no, you have to stay here. We're going to call the cops now. Because they basically said, if you ever come back, we're going to call the cops. Yeah. And so, and so, like... And just looking back on it, like, there's so many times in our lives where, like, our kids repeat our mistakes. Yeah, man. You know? And I know I've, I've had this conversation with your brother Juan and stuff like that where, like, all he wants, all people want is for their kids not to th- repeat their mistakes. Right. I think. Exactly. You know, I don't want my kids to go through what I went through is what a lot of parents say. Right. And what do the, what do the kids say? The kids just always say, I need to live it for myself. I need yes, to experience it for man. myself. Yes. And that's what we're talking about today. And it's just, it, it's hard, you well, know? Well, first of all, babe, I want to say thank you because... I, you know, you and I do uh, putting in the corner. We do spanking sometimes when necessary. It's not anger spanking. So I'm glad that you know that, that we never spank in anger. Um, It's always just like for a lesson or discipline. But in this case, I think your idea was way better than the spanking. I I think she'll never, ever, ever forget this. And I think she'll never do it again. I hope not. And, you know, you taught her repentance, Mm -hmm. which is a huge lesson because you taught her the difference from going up there with an attitude mm-hmm. or going in there like really humbly saying, I'm sorry. And I mean, babe, she can, she, that's a lesson where some adults are still trying to learn. Yeah. And especially with God. There's a difference between showing up with God and being like, you know what? Yeah. Like I did it because he did it to me first. See, many people think that it's a bad thing when you mess up to, to be repentful of it. Right. Like they find it like you're a loser, you lost yeah, or, or something yeah. like that. Like yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're repentful of it, but yeah, I don't, when you mess up the, the, the faster you end up to it, it's like the more you can grow from it. Yeah. Cause what's going to happen, honestly, every time you deny the fact that you did something or you're not repentful of it, all you're going to do is just delay it and then cause more consequences to happen. Exactly. Whether if it's with your parents or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, whatever it might be, you know, yeah, like if exactly. you deny the fact that, Oh no, I didn't spend those hundred dollars. I don't know where those hundred dollars went and stuff like that in the bank, in our bank account or whatnot. Or more than anything, I think we make excuses for our actions yeah. of like, I stole it because yeah. I ain't got the money. Yeah. I stole it because of this. I, I took his lady because he treats her wrong. Like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You're, you're wrong. And and I think God and spouses and even our kids just want us to say, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to make an excuse for it, Lord. I'm sorry. And I don't want to do it again. Help me not do it again. That changes the world, including mm-hmm. you. So I'm so happy that at five... Sammy could get that lesson to say there is a way of coming to people, to the throne, to your parents. It's it's in the way that you say sorry. And I think she really meant it from yeah, what you describe. 
And uh, that's a lesson that, that thank God, even now you could, you took that bad situation and you turned it into something great because that's what, that's who I want my kids to be. Not perfect kids, yeah. but kids that, of great character. Yeah. Cause it's impossible. We cannot protect our kids so much from the world that they don't know the world. Why? Right. Because they're going to get swallowed up because our kids are not going to be under our protection for their entire right, life. Right. Exactly. They're going to experience the world and they have to learn. They have to make mistakes, but they also have to be warned at the same time. The thing is, how do we go about that? Yeah, like, how do you... Uh, some people think, I've heard Hispanics say, todo lo pagas con tus hijos. Everything you've done, you're going to pay with your kids. I don't believe that, though. Mm. I think there are generational curses that God stops once you receive him. Like, you break them. But then there are other things that they are going to do. But But how or why and how do you stop them yeah so that's what we're going to be talking about next after this break we're going to get into how we talk to our kids whether if they're small or teenagers more than anything because that's what probably a lot of people mm -hmm. are going through mm -hmm. is that having these teenagers that are being rebellious and probably doing the same things that you were doing mm -hmm. but you really want to help them to not make the same mistakes right we'll be right back hey babe this year's a new year therefore i want it to be a new me i want to start working out again all right what's the plan I want to do Insanity. Okay, I, I saw it transform your life. Yeah, definitely. When you were pregnant with Sam, that's what I did. And now they have Beachbody On Demand. That's an app where you get all their programs on your phone. Yes, I know. And they have great programs. Not only Insanity, but they have yoga and Brazilian butt lift. P90X and so many more. Sean T is the one who teaches them. And he's a reputable trainer that's trained everybody. Yeah, but they also have other celebrity trainers. They have amazing trainers. All these programs for every body type and every person. You can get on your phone, your tablet, your computer, and you can take it with you on the go. I know I'm going to take it with me everywhere. Anywhere. There's no excuses anymore. And I'm going to challenge you, our listeners. You want that beach body? Let's start now in January. And right now, all our listeners can get a special free trial membership, including their new 14-day results plan, where you can lose up to nine pounds in the first two weeks when you text POWER to 30, 30, 30. You'll get full access to their entire program for absolutely free. That's workouts, nutrition information, and support. Again, just text POWER to 30, 30, 30 and get your new beach body today. All right, guys, welcome back. How do we go about that, babe? Like, yeah. honestly, what do you think? We have we have all different types of kids. In, well, we have, we have a 15-year-old yep. who's going to turn 16. Oh, my Lord. Just who, got asked to win her form. Yeah, who's <sighs> like, who she's now getting into teenage stuff. Yes. Like she was, she was on that borderline of like being a kid and also being no, no. being a teenager now, yeah. but now she's like like already on the opposite side. She's a teenager. Yeah, when she got asked to win her <sighs> formal, I said, "Oh my God, I'm a mother of a teen." She's like, "You yep. just noticed?" And I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. Last year I was a mom of a quinceañera. It's different. Yeah, you know, like now. before it's just her and her friends and stuff like that. But no, now it's like gonna be real life stuff where yeah, she's gonna slowly like, become a woman. Uh, right. Like yeah, and we got a five year old, it's and then we got a little two year old. It's scary, and, and the five year old is amazing, and she like lights up my whole life. But how do I teach her? You know, mm -hmm. they say that the first eight years are super important. The first five mentally for growing and learning. The first eight for character. Character. Character in in eight years. Yeah. And then there's Eli, who's two, who's going through this this. I guess you can call terrible twos because he's such a cool kid, yeah. so calm and chill. But now he's just like throwing stuff. Yeah, I'm and having, trying to beat up on Jordan. Yeah, I'm having issues with him too. With like, like, what's what's going on with you, man? Like, he goes through two different phases. Like the yesterday, me and Sammy were tripping. Um, he was, you weren't there, and he just laid out this like crazy yell, like of anger, like yelling at Sammy, like I want it or something like that. And we both stopped, and we're like, and she she straight out said she says Eli doesn't do that. Wow. What was that? 
And and so it's like, I, and I, I, I was always an inside angry child. And then when I blow up, I blow up hard. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't want that to be my kid either. Like, he doesn't have to do that. He didn't, right. like, I'm here. Like, he doesn't have to be mad at the world. His dad's here, you know? That's why I was ah, mad, gotcha. you know? And and so. And like, you're not only there, babe. You're, like, there, there. You're a great dad. Yeah. Because there's, there's parents that are there physically but aren't there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, we, I think we all try. And. Just different circumstances, different so ways you're we, raised up. You're right. I but don't yeah. want Sammy is so much like me mm-hmm. that I don't want her to be like me so in I, the sense, you know. Let's start off with the little kids because it gets really complicated once you get to the teens. Okay. And and from what I from what I'm feeling from I like I've been um, obviously Sam and Eli are, are mine and, and Casey is is ours. But you had yes. her before before yeah. we are we are married. But I, a lot of people you're her do bonus or, dad. Yeah, a lot of people do or don't know is that um, I'm a I'm the child of a single mother. I was the firstborn, and then I got two little little brothers and sisters. And they and my my little brother's ten years older. My little sister's like twelve or thirteen years. I'm um, twelve or thirteen years younger than me. They're both younger than me. The whole point is that I'm like their dad in their life. Yeah. So I've I've gone through this as well, and I'm still going through this now because my mom reaches out to me. My mom is still a single mom, yeah. And she reaches out to me like, "What are we gonna do?" And and in a certain sense, I I can I help her. But it's like, mom, I, I like it's really gonna be up to you on what you want to do. But this is my advice and stuff like that. So I mean, right. I'm I'm dealing with this constantly. But with I think with our little kids, babe, I think we have to teach them with our words, right? Because I don't think little kids understand actions yet. Like if we tell them a story and stuff like that, well, I mm-hmm. think they do, they do. But I think the little kids are gonna grow and they're gonna make mistakes, and we have to use those mistakes that they make that those mistakes that they make to give them lessons. Right. For instance, Eli can't understand me. And that's, what's frustrating about the whole hitting thing where I can't tell him like, don't hit a girl. Like, that's my main thing. Like Jordan, like, I'm like, it's, it's messed up when he, when he hits Jordan for no reason, but I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm like, Oh, it's cool with me. Like if Jordan hits him back and Jordan has, or pushed him back and stuff like that, fine, learn your lesson. And then he starts crying. I look at him and say, dude, you shouldn't have hit him for no reason. Right. You get me? Yeah, I'm cool or, with that cause too. Because I'm also cool with the fact that if somebody ever tries to punk Eli and Eli socks him, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, self-defense all the time. Yeah, and and that's just my stance. If you don't share that, I completely understand that. that that's your opinion. But like if right. a kid ever tries to hit my son, granted, I grew up my entire life without ever having to get into one of those situations. Okay. So I believe it's definitely possible for that to never to happen. I but did. if there I... ever is, a, well, I think that you would, you could possibly have. I started some, started but some then other ones, and then provoked them, and I... then your reputation followed. I think you know. <laughs> okay, maybe. Okay, okay, I, I see. No, no you, like you get me. Yeah. Like once you have that reputation, it's like, and then you're you're not a girl that puts up with crap or whatnot. Some and then people some girl, want to come looking. Yeah. yeah. True. So, okay. I hadn't thought about it. But I was like just that. always just chill. You know, I've never had any situations or anything like that. So I think it's definitely possible for him to never have to use it. But right. I don't ever want my son to ever just get bullied. Right. He's not going to be a pushover. No. He's yes. going to be a kind gentleman, but not a pushover. Correct. I agree. So that's what's frustrating to me is that I can't explain to him why it's bad to hit people for no reason and why it's bad to hit girls in general. Then how do you think you're going to show him the respect? Because what you want to show him is like respecting a lady, I just, right? I, yeah. I want him to just understand that under no circumstances is he ever to hit his sisters or any girl, in, in fact. But his sisters are the people that he hits because right. I don't really see him hitting too much other other people. And yeah. I, I always ta- ask the people at a church and stuff like that or at daycare, does he ever hit anybody or anything like that? And they're like, no, he's pretty cool. He only beats up. From so, what I hear, he only beats up on Jordan. And, I know, and, dude. At church. It's probably a jealousy alpha male thing. I don't thing. know. So I think, I think, um, 
there's two issues here with Eli that we have is him managing his anger correctly mm-hmm. and two respecting women. And I think the respecting women takes longer. Well, both of them probably. But I think in my opinion, how we would teach Eli is show him, tell him how to manage his anger. You know, when he screams like that, be like, you you talk to him and you think he doesn't understand, but he will. Mm-hmm. Like a two-year-old has, you know, the mentality and you just keep repeating it of saying like, what are you mad? Because if you're mad, that's not the correct way to show your anger. Tell me you're mad. Because we used to have this issue with Sammy. She's kind of growing out of it now. Now she'll tell me, I'm so mad. And what I say, thank you for telling me. I get you. I'd be mad too. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm mad too. But you know, throwing something isn't the correct way to show your anger. Hitting your sister isn't the correct way to show your anger. If you're mad at her, you tell her or you come tell me. But then even then, I don't want him to be a little snitch. So I'm like, you fix it with her or you share or you let it go or you pick up another toy. But we have to keep telling him the correct way to manage anger. Mm. Now, you and I manage anger incorrectly, but in different ways. Yeah. You suppress it and then explode. And I'm constantly like exploding explosions you know constantly yeah. but then i'm over it super quickly mm-hmm. while you'll you'll probably hold it in for a days, few days actually, yeah. so those are both incorrect they're just different and we can both learn how to better it and at our age we're still learning right so we we teach our kid like to acknowledge his type of anger because at least at two we know what eli is he's you and sammy's me yeah so i could tell them like hey baby sam you know, your anger is very explosive and then you're over it. But when you exploded, you caused a lot of damage. Like your cousins are mad at you now. So I think telling them the consequences of like, like, look, you were angry and you hit her. Now she doesn't want to play with you for days, man. So was it worth it? I think that's the way. Mm -hmm. But more than anything, children learn with our actions. I agree. And you are such a gentleman with me that he'll see that the way you treat me. Yeah. And he'll be like, that's how you treat a lady. And then, you, you know what? I also, I mean, I, I, I personally like this about our, our, I guess, parenting style or whatnot. And it's like, when we mess up, obviously, I think we know we mess up. And I know that our kids know that we mess up. Like, for instance, when we're fighting. When we're fighting, we're having an argument. And we're screaming in the car. We're driving home from church or from dinner or lunch, whatever. I think we maybe. do it less. But oh, no, we definitely do it less. Sammy hasn't. Eli hasn't seen it. Uh, I think he's seen, he saw it once or twice. I'm mainly, I'm mainly talking about with Casey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's been moments where it's like, we know we mess up. And, and then, like, I've had conversations with Casey after the fact. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you know what? Um. We, mom said some things I said some things and we're just really upset And but I need you to know that, that we're okay I'll tell her you know? also and like, then I've told that with Sammy too like it's okay baby don't you don't have to worry or anything like that but not only do I tell them that, that we're gonna be okay I also tell them where I messed up yeah I messed up in getting upset I got upset way too fast and I shouldn't have been have, I shouldn't have had to get to that point yeah I could have talked to mommy without screaming and without being upset yeah and and I'm I'm very sorry for that if I if I scared you or anything like that. Yeah, it's because I me acknowledging the fact that it was not okay for me to act right. that way because we can have arguments and right. discussions and um, conflict conflict without without it, there being anger and yelling and stuff like right. that. It could be a healthy way to to resolve conflict. So you doing that as a parent, I think, is very beneficial, especially for, sure. for them growing up. Yeah, as, as they're growing up. And then I and then I tell them sorry. Yeah. I'm, I mean, say I was offending you when I yelled at you or I was disrespectful to you or I said a bad word to you. Yeah. But we teach our kids like we don't say bad words. So when my kids hear me say a bad word, 
after you leave or after the fight's over or, you know, whenever I, I turn them and look them in the eyes, all three of them, and say, hey, um, I'm sorry, mommy yeah. said bad words and I shouldn't have yeah. and it's not okay. I was very mad, but just being mad does not excuse it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to try not to do it anymore, but I'm, I'm sorry to you for mm-hmm. offending you yeah. so that they know bad words don't only offend you, Abel, the husband, they offend the whole household. Yeah. So I think that's a way... The power of being repentful, of being sorry, mm-hmm. of in front of your kids. Because, dude, I don't know about you, but my parents never said sorry. Yeah. For and, nothing. And you know what we... They were never wrong. And you know what we knew is we knew that they were imperfect. And I think that that's what parents try to do. They don't ever say sorry because, one, for whatever reason, somebody once said that you should never say sorry to your kids. But I don't get that. I don't get that either. At least not not anymore. You I get me? You so I don't much. know if it was machismo or what it was going on in the past. I think it's machismo and pride. But, but yeah, like... Parents never want us to think that they're, they're mess-ups because you don't ever want to be a mess-up to your kid, you know? Right. But you can't you hide it. You want to have that authority, right? Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing, but I think there's so much power in telling your child, I'm figuring it out. Yeah. There, there's a huge difference. but There's a huge gap in between being a, a perfect person mm. and an and a, and a imperfect person, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, in your kid's eyes. In us, we think we're either amazing parents or we're failures. Right. It's not like we're... We're parents that make mistakes, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And, like, our kids don't think that just because my daddy screamed or my daddy hit me for no reason or something like that or my dad was a drunk or something like that, we don't think that they're a piece of crap. We just think he has an issue. Yeah. And I think that that's what parents can't see in their heads, that if they ever accept the fact that they made a mistake by yelling or doing something wrong, is that they're they're admitting to their kids that they think that they're a terrible parent or something like that. But I don't think our kids think that way yeah, about us. Yeah, no. I don't think so. I think they know we're wrong anyway. Yeah. And and we saw our parents be wrong. But like the fact that we say sorry shows them another character of you apologize and you try and fix it. Yeah. You know, and and that's great because that teaches your child, say, Eli, mm-hmm. one day I hope that he, he feels bad for hitting Jordan and says, you know what, man, I'm sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just mean to you and I don't want to be anymore. And then they become best friends. But it's going to come through him literally us saying sorry to him when we mess up. And it has to be sincere because you want to teach your kids to be sincere. But that's what I would do with Eli and and Sammy, you know, because Sammy is so much like me and, and, and I just want her to be better. What she has that willpower to get what she wants is amazing, but I don't want her to like be competitive to the point where she hates other people or every single little thing is competitive. I want her to have fun. And, and, and so I'm competitive, but I have to help mold her and that will that she has to win. Great dude, use it, but in the correct way. So I have to teach her with her watching me, her hearing me. I've, I've told her that I've lost you yeah. know, when we did Mira Quien Baila, she was like, Mommy, you win yet? Because, dude, you're going to win. Yeah. I had to say, you know what? Mommy didn't win in the way we thought. And I had to show her to be a graceful loser. Like, I had to show her. But you know what? I was so happy. I made friends. And it hurt. But I learned so much, baby, that I would do it again. And I would try again. And that's my way of teaching her of, like... It's not okay. I don't know. I don't want to tell her. Oh, it's okay to lose. But when you do lose, you lose gracefully. Yeah. You love people or you win in different ways. I remember I even told her she's only five, but I told her in this world, we didn't win. But in God's kingdom, we did because yeah. a soul was saved or souls were saved. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope she can understand that. And and I'm not sugarcoating. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, with Casey, it's, it's yeah. uh, I don't know, you know. It's like, getting harder. It's getting harder to... But she's she's great, you know? It's yeah. Not, it's not getting harder because she's bad. It's just, it's getting harder because she's growing. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, now she she's developing as mentally into where she's thinking for herself now. Yeah. You know? She's making decisions on her own. Yeah. And, like, your kids are growing up and, and, and you're, they're always leaning towards you. What should I do, mom? What should I do, dad? What should I do? What should and I do? And then they stop asking. And now she's deciding things on her own. You know, like, and not only she's deciding things on her own, but whatever we want to decide, she is able to say, no, I don't want to do that. She's able to hide things if she would want to. Mm-hmm. I, I have that in every, mind. Every, every teenager is able to do that and just if they want to. So, I mean, I thought about this when she was one, dude, about showing Casey that losing my trust is way more terrible than losing her phone, than losing her toys. Yeah. Like, you don't want to lose my trust because mom will be on you like a hawk. And I can, like, control every second of your life till you're 18. And you don't want that. And I don't want that. I used to tell her that. Dude, she was little. Like, don't lie to me, Case. You know, she was four or five. You know, what you did with Sam. Be like, you don't want to lie to me. We don't lie in this family. And I would say we. And then I was super honest with her about everything. How how mommy and papi broke up. How they met. Everything. Santa Claus, sex, everything. You know, she asks me a question. And I tell her the truth to where she could understand. Why? To teach her to tell me the so truth. So you, communica- you developed a line of communication to the fact where she should be able to trust you at a fault. Where, where like, I hope. You, you know, yeah, I hope it works. You can only hope, I think. You know, and, and, and now she's being asked to winter formal. And I know what happens at winter formals for some kids. And, but you know what? Even in middle school, one day, and I was so happy that she, I asked her, hey, hey, baby, is there weed at your school? People do drugs at your school. She was in middle school. And we're in a good neighborhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, mom, all the time in the bathroom. I'm like, how do you know what it smells like? And she tells me it smells like so-and-so. <laughs> you know, someone in our family smokes a lot of weed. And she says, oh, it smells like so-and-so. I'm like, all right. But have you done it? And she's like, no, mom, that's not who we are. So it's like what I've repeated to her this whole time. We don't curse. We don't lie. And we don't abuse substances is what I've always told my kids. We. We as in us. And, you know, we hold each other accountable. If I want to have a glass of wine, Casey doesn't agree. And she'll tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get stressed out and I want to smoke a cigarette, I think of Casey because she will call me out on it. Of like, really, mom? You want to kill yourself? Like, really? Like, because yeah. she'll tell my dad and she'll tell everyone that smokes. Like, because I've given her that position. Not to hold me accountable because I'm the authoritative figure, but to let her know I, I can mess up too. Can mm-hmm. you help me when I'm weak? And she does, you know? Yeah. So... Now she's 15, going to be 16 pretty soon. and How do we stop her from making the same mistakes that we made? I tell her, you know, we're gonna, we've had the sex talk since she was little, for yeah. example. But it, it, it matures. The sex talk matures. It's not once. Like, I've literally been talking to her about sex. How do you talk to a, a two, three-year-old about sex? You tell them about their body. You yeah. value their body. We're not saying intercourse. But their their body parts, their sexual Nobody's body parts. Nobody's supposed to touch here. Yeah, or it's like beautiful, that. baby. Like when I'm showering my kids, my Sam, Mama, God made you in such a good way. Look how precious you are. From your head to your toes, Mama. I'm showering her and I'm feeding into how precious her body is. So that when she gets 15, she's not going to let any little dirt bag touch her precious body. I'm hoping. You know, that's yeah. what I'm investing in. That's what I'm praying for. So Casey has learned that. But now when she's asking to have a boyfriend, he's a good kid. But kids are kids. Yeah, girls I are agree. girls. Hormones are hormones. Um, boys and girls. Because sometimes we only think it's boys. No, girls are starting to feel stuff at 14, 15, 16 yeah. too. So I tell her that those feelings are normal. She's not weird for like, I'm going to have this talk with her. Especially now. Like now, 
the people that they see on t on instagram yeah. or whatever like that like they're like these little girls are 15 16 and they're acting as if they're 28 they're like yeah, like that 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 what is it catch me outside girl she's like i think she's like 17 and yeah. She and looks she's, grown, she's, acts yeah, grown. She's yeah, she's trying to act grown and stuff like that. And she's like, you know having who's boyfriends really weird to them? Jojo. Jojo Siwa. Because she's sixteen and acts like that. That's weird to them. Yeah, Can you believe right. that? When she's innocent, where you're thinking Jojo Siwa is so different because she's not being sexual. Granted, that she, they're making fun of her. She they might probably, be a character. She <laughs> yeah. might be a character. Like she might be a, like. Uh, it's it might all be image. Yeah, it might be an Maybe. image. But, but. And maybe it's extreme because she shouldn't be like that at 16. Yeah, she shouldn't be having like a slide and a bunk bed in her as her room in, in her mansion that she can but, afford. But, but, but no, I get you. Yeah, like that innocence. But in this world, Jojo Siwa is the weirdo. Yeah. Not Ariana, not the extra sexual girls. Yeah. And it's it's not that, it's not that like some of these girls are promoting sex, but these girls are, are trying to grow up so fast. They're trying to, to be in line with... Kim Kardashians and Black Chinas and stuff like that yeah. when they're 16. Yeah. Like, they all just want to strive to be there now. I want to be that now. And and yeah. that's a big issue. And then that leads to, oh, then I'm I'm an adult now because I'm 16 and I can do adult things and stuff like that. Well, you know? I tell her all the time because she Casey's not like that. But I'm thinking she may be thinking it. I'm, I'm thinking I, that. I think, okay, Casey, you want a little bit more responsibility. You want to go out a little bit more. You want to have a boyfriend and, and go to stuff like this. You're gonna do more stuff at home. And I'm, I'm thinking it's just more of it's you. just pressure of this world. You know, yeah. just like men are pressured with, with sex and stuff like that all day, teens are pressured with having to be little Zans or, or a bunch of Lils that just do drugs and yeah. are all depressed and high all day because that's what girls want and they have to have stupid haircuts. Yeah. And girls are, are supposed to look like um curvaceous and yeah. And have a lot of cool makeup and, and stuff you know like what, that. Babe, I think it's always been like that. I don't want to say that it's this generation, but mm. social media makes it easier, makes it more out there. I just, I just feel like the the more that... dude, we had sexual music, we had R. Kelly, and we had Keith Sweat, we had you know, we it, it, stuff has always existed. This isn't I, new. It's the fact of how I just open think, yeah, it I think is it's just getting more and more open because we see it so much. Yeah, I just think it's just the fact that it's getting more and more open that it's making me like, damn, what the hell's going on? Because yeah, we got you're right. There were pregnant so we girls had, at we, 15. We had Omarions and we had Britney Spears and stuff like that. And Omarion was like, like really sly mm-hmm. guy and stuff like that. But they weren't talking about girls like the way they talk about them in, in music now. It's more blunt. It's, it's more, more open. It's more open. I think we're becoming um, unsensitive. Yeah. To to everything. Whether it's violence or, or sex, it, it's more, it's easier, you know. But th- this is the two things that I I do. I tell Casey the value of her body rather than she knows she can get pregnant and she knows she can get an STD. I have to teach her further beyond that. I have to teach her the value of ha- of waiting for, for marriage till sex. Mm-hmm. I have to teach her the spiritual side of having sex early. And I teach her that through my experiences. I tell her the mistakes that I've made. I don't tell her like, oh, I'd never. I tell her, ooh, I messed up there, Iha. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so that's one thing. You tell them the yeses, I mean the noes, because I think that's where parents always do. Don't do not do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. You're going to get pregnant. He's going to break your heart. He's going to use your body. No, 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 no. Yes. But then you also have to tell them the yeses of, of how great sex can be in the correct time, of how yeah. romantic and, and the moments and the, you're going to love it. Just do it at the right time. Why? Is God trying to take away fun from you? No. It, it's just like 
you know, you're protecting your puppy, so you put a guarded fence, not because you want to trap him, but because you don't want him to run into the street and die. You know, that's how God did sex and why he did that. That's one thing that I do. I tell her the no's, the yeses of why waiting, but then I also give her a vision. Mm -hmm. I think we... The, even the word says we perish because of a lack of vision. Yeah. And as a 15-year-old, she should have a vision of who she's going to be. Yeah. And I've been asking her since she was little, what are you going to be? Yeah. What are you going to be? And she changed around. She's she's changed. And I told her that's okay because, dude, I was 24 and I changed. Yeah. I was going to be a lawyer my whole life. And then one day, poof, I'm not going to be anymore. But I already had built all the discipline and everything that I need to where I could just change my career like that. So I don't expect her to know exactly what she's going to be, but I expect her to have dreams. I expect her to have visions. That worries me. If my daughter at 15 does not have a vision for herself, because that vision will will motivate her to be like, I'm not going to go to the party. I got homework to do because I I, I see Pepperdine. I really think I really think that we can we can help our kids because. I really think we can help our kids not just by telling them what not to do, but like explaining to them how their actions today, especially as a teenager, can really affect them in the future. Because if if your kid gets pregnant now, it's going to affect the rest of their life. Right. If your kid has bad friends and decide to follow them in a bad road and they're smoking or drinking, whatever it might be, that can lead them down a bad life that can screw them up and not be able to get into the college that they want to go to. Right. Or or the trade school that they want to go to. Or whatever it is they might want to do, it could really hinder them years or affect their entire life in general. Right. You know, and I think that's something we got to do. But I think the final thing, babe, is that we have to mention what happens when our kid makes that mistake. Yeah. Whose fault is it? Is it, is it our fault? If not all of it, is it some percentage? How should we feel? How should we go about it? Well, they say it takes a village to raise a kid, you know? And I think it does. So I, I it hasn't happened to me yet. My child is a good kid. Um, but whether it's Sammy or Eli breaking something, you pay with them. You know, I'll help you pay for it. Get me? Yeah. If they break an angel at my mom's house and she's tripping, my mom charges us. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you say, okay, I'm responsible. If my daughter at 15, 16, 17, and I've thought about it, what if she became a pothead and wanted to live in the house? I think, Dude, what do you do? Do you kick them out? Do you... Mm-hmm. Make them get a job, you know, I would take away some of her money. I wouldn't kick her out just yet unless she was blatantly disrespecting the house. But I'd, I'd, I don't want to leave them alone in mistakes. That doesn't help anymore. They're already suffering consequences. I want them to go through the consequences, but I want them to know that I love them through it. And loving them through it could be, hey, we face the world together. I'm not going to be ashamed of my grandkid. I'm not... You know, yeah. go, so I'm with you. Let's do it together. And I think that shows a lot of power and a lot of love and a lot of mercy while they're still suffering the consequences because I can't save them from the consequences. Right. I can't take everything off of Casey's plate, but I, I'll share it with her. That, mm. That's what I think if it happens. We don't have the answers for everything, guys, but that's just a little bit of insight in what we have to say. Yeah. It's this is a really weird one. You know, it's it's a hard subject to be able to think because it it's it's something that we're still developing, you know? Right. We haven't had a hard situation with Casey yet, and but I pray we we never do. what what we have done and what I've seen my wife do is she's done preventative work. 
where she has established a line of communication since she was little, telling her that she doesn't have to hide things from her. It's better for her to tell her than for her to find out type of a thing. And she's also made it easier for her to, to, to talk to her because she doesn't judge her or tell her that's stupid or why do you like this boy at the age of sixth grade and stuff like that. You shouldn't be liking boys. All she's going to do is just stop stop telling you but keep liking boys right you know things like that so it's just very important to have these communications beforehand talk to them about hey you know your friends could really affect you later and just to be quite honest with you daughter or son i want to say 90 95 percent of the time you don't have the same friends from high school after you leave high school right it doesn't matter how close you guys were everybody just leaves yeah you, go you know, your separate it ways. happens. It's very rare. Like, if anything, you'd probably keep one or two from high school. But honestly, that's that's if you're lucky, you know. Yeah. And a lot of these kids don't realize that they just have their mindset on the now, and they can't they can't see their future and how it could be affected if they just want to hang out with their friends instead of going to community college or to college in general because they don't want to lose their friendship. When in reality, they're gonna get boyfriends, girlfriends, and live their own life yeah or with our kids it's just about with our smaller kids like sammy's age five to ten whatever you want to call it before their teens it's just about talking to them both when we mess up but when they do mess up it's going to happen with all of our kids but when they do you just have to kind of give them that life lesson yeah teach them um do something similar to what i did with sam and discipline and and it's it's really important that we follow through with it and not in anger do not try to scare them into not doing it again because right. all they're going to do is just hide it from us when they right. when they mess up again. Yeah. You know? But you do discipline. You know you, you know the, the saying, which is really from the word of God of spoil, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the psalmist said, your rod comforts me. Mm. And, and it's weird. Something that disciplines comforts me. It's because a father that loves his child disciplines his child. Mm-hmm. But before you get to the discipline, you got to sow a lot of love. Yeah. Your child has to know that you, d- the you disi- don't confuse them. Right. That before you can even discipline, you love. Yeah. So you love and you love. You can never overlove a yeah. child. Believe me. Um, it's not the love that spoils a child. It's the lack of discipline that spoils a child. I agree. So, before, if all you do is discipline, yeah. that's wrong too. That's man. when your if kid starts to feel that you, you hate them. Right. But if, if you never discipline, if there's never toys taken away or corner or spanking or whatever discipline you use, if there's never that, then you're hurting yeah. your kid. And so, our, our kids, just let you guys know, our kids don't, I don't think that they believe that you buying them all the toys and all the games in the world is love. Yeah. Like you really got to show loves with actions, with hugs and kisses and yes. spending time with them, looking them in their eyes, telling them they're beautiful. You love them and stuff like that. That's what's going to let them understand that when you discipline them hard, it's not that you hate them. It's that you love them, but they made a mistake and they're being disciplined. But if all you do is you just try to buy their love with toys and stuff like that, that's when they're going to grow up and they're going to be like, oh, you hate me and stuff like that. And they're not going to believe that you really love them. Yeah. And I know you're saying why I felt right now in my heart, I didn't have a dad to show me that. Mm. I didn't have a mom to show me that. And you know what? You're probably right. And, And or maybe our parents weren't perfect. And you know what? We're not perfect either. So we're always asking like, God, how do I do it? And maybe you didn't have a parent or a mother to teach you. But I want you to know that God is a good, good father. And that you can learn it from him. He can guide you. He can teach you how to be a father. He can teach you how yes, to be a amen. mother. He can teach you how to be a better mother. Yeah. And and so today we want to pray for you. Um, this is the power of us, of, of joining together as a community to help raise our children and our next generation and our future generation and our now generation. But I also want to reach out to all those people that didn't have fathers or mothers or that went through abuse with their parents to reach out to God. 
So can we pray, babe? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you so much, God, um, for putting this in my husband's heart to talk about parenting and how do you teach your child not to be like you or to be better than you? Mm. God, help us. I mean, we don't have all the answers in your word, gives us great advice, proverbs, and you, you help us. But, but in the now moments, Holy Spirit, I ask you to guide us on what to say and, and how to love and when to extra love and when to discipline and when to use the rod and when to spare it. You, but Father, we need you as a father. Mm-hmm. Some of us just need a daddy, yeah. and, you know, to hug us and to love us and to teach us. And we need advice too. And who do we run to sometimes? And I'm just so thankful, Father, that we can run to you. So to all our listeners that are lacking a father or a mother today, I ask you, Heavenly Father, to reach out to them mm-hmm. and show them that love as a father, the good, good father that you are. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Amen. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú. Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. A partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.